millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Brett and Cliff's Naked Flea Circus. Well, pause. Well, I'm not naked, am I? But you are. From the top up. So, yes, you are naked. Is there any reason why you're naked, Cliff? Oh, hang on. Something's happened. The microphone. The microphone. Oh, no. Not again. Perhaps it's the spider web of hairs, chest hairs. They've become entangled. What do you think? It's been, a, it's been a right old day today, hasn't it? This has been a shocking day. This is probably going to be the most shambolic podcast we've ever done. Uh, <laughs> and that's for it. A, for a start, I'm at least topless, which is thrown, Brett, yeah. somewhat. It's thrown, is yeah. So does that mean that you, you, you're well-oiled? Because you, you, do you get naked when you, you have a drink, Cliff? Like I've said before, if there's a chance to be horizontal, I'll be horizontal. If there's a chance mm-hmm. to be naked, I'll be naked. It's kind of rules. Yeah, I think they're good rules to I've live spent, by. I think I've spent almost two years now putting clothes on for this podcast for your sake, and I've had <laughs> I've had enough of it. <laughs> I've had enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time you just spread your wings and just be yourself, isn't it, Cliff? Spread me wings. That's, I'm spreading spread anything. I'm wings. spreading everything tonight. Don't, Don't spread everything. Just your wings. <laughs> That's all so you yes, need to be shocking. Not only has my appearance thrown Brett, but the fact yeah. he's had to do a full day of graft has thrown him as well. <laughs> the first time for a long time that that's Yeah, happened. I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> no, that's well, that's a bit harsh, but yeah, know, I'll sorry, go on then. I'll give, I'll, I'll give you it. I'll give you it. I'll give you it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have been a bit harsh. It's easy, easy to poke fun at uh, for no, no reason really. But I'm uh, an easy target. Aren't you I? are an easy target. Yeah. I mean, look like, <laughs> like I am now. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm sure you're the only naked person in Dubai. Would you like to see how, how naked? That is quite naked. I so, think I'm surprised you didn't flap in front of the microphone. I think I shouldn't have gone yes. to the pub straight from work tonight. Uh, you see, that is a mistake, isn't it? <laughs> going straight to the pub. So what are you drinking now? Are you drinking it, it, I have is it just water? No, it is soda water. So it's what that's uh-huh. water with bubbles in Bert. And a, a Korean, right. a Korean fortified wine, just poured into that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's also a whiskey. What a concoction! <laughs> oh, you've, you've gone all out, haven't you? I've gone all out for I'm you, Brett. 
2% alcohol. Uh, but I have got a Cobra. You know, literally. But I've got a Cobra over here. Okay, well, that's nice. So, the drink? Uh-huh. That fella from Sherlock Holmes. I always like to keep a sneak at a distance. <laughs> at a safe distance. Not, not touch tight. No, it. so, the... That's all I like to do. <laughs> I've got I've got a couple of questions for you actually to start off with before I go and all that. It's a this is from Points of View from 1987. Oh. These are the letters, yeah, that people have uh, wrote in because those people obviously are top top people who write in the Points of View on uh-huh. who find yes, the yes, time yes, yes. to complain about various things <laughs> on so, the telly though. <laughs> on the telly, just things on write the telly. Write letters to the telly about things on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> about the telly <laughs> so uh, let's see if you can guess are you doing all the Esther Ranson voice no I- I'll do the teeth will you do the dog <laughs> will I do the dog the skateboard no, dog. I've told you I don't do that anymore <laughs> right uh, so this is the first letter I have considered selling the telly Leaving the country and even suicide. Every time I pass the television shop in the high street, I suddenly devolve into a hysterical laugh. What? What do you think he's talking about? What? <laughs> eh? I know. Does he own a telly? He's thinking of selling it. There you go. Because when he goes in past the shop, he doesn't like it. So he's he's talking about someone on the telly because mm-hmm. points of view. Yeah. Right. You're getting mixed up with the other one with Esther Ranson. It's not that one. That's this your life or whatever. What's that called? <laughs> it's not the Hearts of Gold Award. It's not the Hearts of Gold. It's not that. <laughs> Something else. But you're getting mixed up. This is the one where people write in to complain about stuff on the telly. It's right? my life. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. <laughs> So what do you think that person's talking about? Um, Louis, have a guess. Kenny, the Kenny Everett show. Right, you're wrong. Let's see if we can get it from the second point of view letter. Okay. Thank you for all the splendid coverage of my favourite indoor relaxation. <laughs> is, it the, is it the balls? It's not the balls. It's outdoor, but it? you're very, very close with the balls. But the you dogs? can't have another guess until I read out the other one. Okay. You said you can't have another guess. Okay, I'll stop. Do we... no, I've already read that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize that I loathe the very mention of this game? So it's a game, isn't it? A game, not balls, but it's a little bit like balls. Okay, I'm gonna say dots. Well, it's not. It's snooker. Oh, so okay. It is a bit like balls, isn't it? Apart from you use a stick to hit the balls instead so of throwing them. That, that was worth those people writing letters in to complain <laughs> about the snooker being on. I still don't understand the first guy. Who's considered suicide because it's on. Uh-huh. He also walks past shops where it's on and laughs hysterically. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> yeah, and he's also considered leaving the country. Well, if he leaves the country, right, and then they've got the snooker rod, and he also walks past the television shop, and they've got the snooker rod in that television in El snooker. shop, even though it's Scotland. So 
There you go. I'll pick another one for you next next week. Oh, is that it? Okay, I like it. that. Okay, that's it. That is that is it. You know what, mate. Brett? You've been at work today. I've been at work all week. It's been very busy. I haven't really had much chance to do out else. What nah. about you? Just been watching Game of Thrones with the Ben. He's thoroughly enjoying it. Okay, I know that's you're not good. A fan, oh, I have watched. Um, there's a new Paul McCartney documentary on Hulu, which I think it might be on Disney Plus in England, called McCartney right. 321. He's got a three two one. He's got a song. Ted Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty Ben. With Dusty got, Ben. He's him and Dusty Ben. And they're just solving uh-huh. the solving riddles. That's right. Um, Impossible riddles as well. Yeah, of course. Um no there uh it's McCartney and the record producer Rick Rubin. Um, mm-hmm. It's black and white. It's very sty- stylish, and yeah. it's six thirty-minute episodes, just of them like listening to Beatles songs while McCartney sings along a bit. <laughs> while well, doing what? And he's just like singing along and going, "Ringo's good on that, isn't he?" And that's about it for like <laughs> six episodes. It's brilliant. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good. Paul McCartney's gone down in my estimation. Anyway, he keeps mentioning Kanye West, doesn't he? I know because he let him do that song. He's talking he? about him. Uh-huh. And he goes, and it's one of his new like stories, isn't it? Because he's you know he's yeah. got, he's got his stories, and his new one is, <laughs> and I uh, was playing along for uh, about an hour, just jamming away, and then I heard the song. And I thought, he hasn't bloody put me on it. And then he said, that's you in the background, Paul. <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> even bloody tell. <laughs> and, that's, and that's it. That's <laughs> and that's it, yeah. It's his new mate. It's like sidetracked them. He's put them to the, in the background. And Where, he's Paul McCartney. Have you ever listened to that song? Nope. Nope, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to any of Kanye West's songs. I haven't. I've listened to or some. I don't, I don't mind all of them, but. Like, I'm not listening to it. I'm not listening to it. It's not my cup of tea, that fella. Well, that's about it. That's all I've done, really, other than work. Um, I played football last night. Uh, we didn't, it was the Champions League for our league. We we won the league, so we were up against the champions of the other ones, and we Uh got knocked out in the semi final, which was a little bit sad, but it was all right. That's unfortunate. (laughs) Were you playing against any famous ex footballers in this uh, Champions League? No. <laughs> no, no, not this time. Um, who the first team was against a lot of Italians. Um, mm-hmm. we beat them quite comprehensively in the second team. Brett, I regret to inform you, was against some younger men who were just fitter and faster than us <laughs> by quite a while. Surely the younger <laughs> men shouldn't be allowed, they shouldn't be allowed to play, shouldn't they? That's not on. No, you, very, you're you're 40 fast. now, aren't you? Should be in the, <laughs> they're very fast, very fat, and very fit. These boys, aren't they? <laughs> You should have just kicked the football at them, Cliff, and gone in your rage. Uh, well, no, I still haven't quite lived that one down, so I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today we're going to we were meant to have our good mate Davy on, um, but he's been struck down mm-hmm. with a, a terrible flu, which is not COVID apparently. Um, but I hope it's not, and I hope he's all right. But he, what he has done has left us in a bit of a pickle because. Uh, we were going to talk with him about the Smiths album, Strange Ways Here We Come, which is, uh, he's a huge yeah. Smiths fan. So we said we're getting back on to talk about the Smiths. And what's happened is 
we haven't really got anything else to talk about. So we're still going to talk about the Smiths album, Strange Ways, Here We Come, but without the man who really likes it uh, joining us. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I've got opinions. I've got some things written Uh down. And Mm -hmm. even if this bit doesn't work out, Brett, I promise you, I've got a fantastic quiz for you afterwards. Well, that's that's wonderful. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's a true or false quiz because obviously that was the best one you've ever done. It is, doesn't it? It is. So let's hope so. It is. It you is. Have to hope well, there you go. It. That's good. It's kind of a true or false quiz. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, ca- oh, kind of, yeah. All right. Okay. But yeah, we're going to talk about the Smith. More hope, of a yes or no. I hope Davey's all right and he recovers from the shits. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Um, so yes, the Smiths, what we're not going to do is talk about Morrissey, mm-hmm. the adult now, because this, it's a minefield. No, and I think we can all indeed. agree, we don't necessarily agree with his views or the mm-hmm. views he pretends to have to get coverage in magazines. So Yeah, that's the impression I get. <laughs> so what we are going to talk about is the Smiths. We are big fans of the Smiths. Um, yeah. Obviously not as big as Davey is, who absolutely loves them. So we're mm-hmm. probably going to have a bit more of an exploratory conversation about them, I would say. Yes. Um, uh-huh. I like the Smiths, Brett. What about you? I do like the Smiths as well. Initially, I think, as a, as a kid, when you put me onto them, I was a bit taken up back by his voice i think yeah which uh i think it's just a natural reaction when you first hear it isn't yeah, it i think so but you soon kind of warm to it and stuff like that and get used to his voice i think he's got a good voice anyway it's just different mm-hmm. but i think that the main takeaway from it is just how witty he is yeah because the songs are so funny and they there's are. a couple on here yeah which are meant i agree and i think it's one of those kind of it's not really a it is a misconception but it's not unfounded that they're miserable. Because if you look at the titles of songs and you hear the chorus mm-hmm. of songs without really listening to them, then yeah, they are. But it's normally him taking the piss. And I think what people yeah. can't get their head around is that that doesn't, if you see him now, he doesn't seem like a man capable of taking the piss out of himself. But I All think right. in the Smiths, he was. Um, uh-huh. And also I think in the Smiths, it's much more forgivable because you've got Johnny Marr next to him who elevates absolutely everything, I think, um, yeah, right. into just the brilliance exists in the two of them together, uh, which I think is, it, you know, they're not alone in a band. Definitely like that. Um, but that's, mm-hmm. the, that alchemy comes together because the two of them just work together. They met each other at, in that point. They, they got on and their yeah. tastes and everything fused. Like all the great mm-hmm. partnerships, Lennon McCartney, Brett and Cliff, Jagger and Richards. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you say. I know what you say. I think you're right, yeah. I mean, Johnny Moore's class, isn't he? Absolutely class. Yeah. He's just a wonderful guitarist. He's a fantastic musician, stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. But they've got a, like a, a strange setup, haven't they, where they write the, the music? Because Johnny Moore does all the music and, and then Morrissey kind of just comes in and writes the the lyrics over the top, doesn't he? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. It, it, What I was reading about them is that he would, where Johnny Moore thought the chorus was, that's that's where yeah, Morrissey would put the bridge or something like that, yeah. or, or the verse. He'd mix yeah. it all up. So it's like, it's an interesting way of working. Yeah. I and think that keeps the song interesting. Doing that. Does, does, uh-huh. 
it is. But I mean, some of the some of the songs are just absolutely fantastic. And there's a load on here which are really good. A yeah. couple I'd forgotten about as well, like yeah. Unhappy Birthday. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think um <laughs> what basically we're talking about the last album, Strange Words Here We Come, from 1987. Um I've always really, really liked this album, and I think it's an album that I in my mind I prefer over certainly the first album, which I think is terrible. Um, Queen is dead. And the meat murder, meats murders, something like that. Um, the meeting of murders. I think they produced really badly, those ones. They don't sound right. great. I think uh-huh. the songs are excellent. I actually prefer Meters Murder other than the song Meters Murder. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think I prefer that album, The Queen is Dead. I absolutely understand why The Queen is Dead is a classic. Um, but I think the production on Meters Murder and the first one is is awful. And it makes some excellent songs sound bad. And also, uh-huh. Morrissey's voice gets better the longer the Smiths are in existence. So in this, Uh I think what we've got is a great combination of Morrissey's voice sounding better than ever before and Johnny Marr pushing the boundaries of what he does with his songs Mm -hmm. more. It's not just guitar-based drums and Morrissey singing over the top. He's just an interesting guitarist, I think, isn't he, Marr? I mean, Mm -hmm. like, how soon is now and stuff like that, how he got the, the sound off that and... It's like, no, who would think of doing stuff like that? It's just him. Do you yeah, know what I, I mean? don't like that so song. It's just, do you know, I really like that song. I just, I love the, the sound of that guitar. Mm-hmm, of course. I mean, I didn't even know what he's doing. To be no, no, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. And I, and I get that just, it's uh, fat, uh, it's like six minutes of, like, yeah, same, like same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I mean, it, I don't think it's got any of the witticisms in it with mm. of, uh, of Morrissey. I, I think, think that's. That, I think it? that's what I, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, Johnny Marr. If you, um, you know, if you, I've just I read his book a couple of years ago when it came out, and I've, I've the Big Smiths book as well that came out a long time ago, mm-hmm. where you you find a bit more out about them and stuff. And Johnny Marr essentially his biggest inspiration is Nile Rogers. So, mm-hmm. and you might not think about it because this is, a, it's the Smiths are like the most indie band of indie bands, aren't they? They're probably, um, yeah. Pulp probably are the only ones that kind of fit that, like what mm-hmm. your idea of an indie band is after these. And, yeah. uh, you know, so you think of that sound as being this kind of fair indie jangly stuff, which is what you wanted uh-huh. to get away from on this. But actually if, Certainly, if you listen to their live albums, it, it is like funk. Mm-hmm. It is like Nile Rogers. There's loads of wah-wah and loads of these uh-huh. kind of choppy chords and all of this stuff. It's yeah. not just jangly. And when you listen to that and then listen to the songs back again, you can hear it a bit more. And you can hear that actually that's mm-hmm. probably another thing that makes them really interesting is that it's not just mm-hmm. these like three or four chords like you know, a jangly singer-songwriter would play. Yeah. He is playing a different kind of music uh-huh. to a kind of indie song. <laughs> yeah, think. but there's, there's also some great riffs in it and stuff like that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. At the start of this Charming Man, what a riff to yeah, start right. with. It's absolutely uh, class. I think, I'm I not mean, sure it's, have... it's Noel Gallagher's hero, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Johnny I mean, Martin, stuff I like think... that. 
I and he's, think... he's gone on, you know, to work with Hans Zimmer and people are like, oh, you're putting your clothes on. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. So he's like worked with recently, more recently, sort of Hans Zimmer and stuff like that on the soundtrack albums and the Batman ones and uh, Inception and stuff like that, which I love. And his guitar on that's absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's obviously seen as any well because he is a, an absolutely brilliant guitarist you know what i mean he's he's like revered by musicians isn't he not just noel gallagher or whatever but also like chrissy hines and hans yeah, well, Zimmer, it's people like, like that it, it's i mean in terms of noel gallagher worshiping them i think they're very different guitarists and i don't think noel gallagher is anywhere near the, the guitar like guitar skills and musicianship of of johnny marr as much as i love him um, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. you've got, you know, he, after this, he wanted to push boundaries, which I think he felt constrained with the Smiths or the idea of the Smiths. And obviously his relationship with Morrissey was deteriorating. I mean, God knows how he lasted as long mm-hmm. as he did, but, um, you know, he, he joined the pretenders. He was in the, uh, the, the, I think he was in the talk. He was in yeah. talking heads for a bit. He was in modest mouse American What's indie band for a bit. What's he doing? He's in all of this stuff. Like it, He's joining these little yeah. indie bands. He's pushing his own boundaries, I think. But one thing uh-huh. with Johnny Marr is, he, once you know he's in there, you can't not hear Johnny Marr in any of those bands or songs that he's yeah, on. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can hear him, can't you? Because he's got, like, it's his own style, isn't it? I mean, like Nile Rodgers, I guess, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know when it's Nile Rodgers, don't you? You know it. Exactly. So he's taken what he did and made it, He's like an indie Nile Rodgers. <laughs> he's got his own. Mm-hmm. He's got his own style, so you can tell it. And I think on this, he's pushing those boundaries. He's not just doing jangly guitar. There's the synths on there. There's, you know, there's, there's different like electric pianos and that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Loads so, of electric uh, pianos. Yeah, and I think that's why I kind of prefer this album because it pushes it a bit, and the songs are a bit more interesting in some ways. Maybe not all as catchy, mm-hmm. but not all the big hits. But I think the songs yeah. and the, the sonic landscape of this album from start to finish is yeah. a little bit more interesting than, than some of the other stuff that uh-huh. they did. Um, so it came out in 1987. I, I read, sorry. Go on. Go I was on. just going to say it came out in 1987. They recorded it in April and uh-huh. May over about four weeks. Came out in September. By the time it came out, uh-huh. um, Johnny Moore had already left. Um, and I think the, after they finished recording the album, they went back in the studio to do a couple of B-sides, and that was it. Um, and that was it. That was the end mm-hmm. of Smiths. By the time it was released, there were no more. Um, but obviously, as I know, it's we unfortunate. Really know but that. the thing is, though, if uh, if Morrissey's make any cover seller black songs and stuff like that for B-sides, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's one of the reasons why he left, didn't he? Morrissey, he man. Pissed I, off all I, I can I'm not talk, doing that, man. I can join talking heads. <laughs> what is it, John? <laughs> Chrissy Hines just being on the phone, man. You want us to do friggin' <laughs> still on black songs? We can. No chance. But I, I also read that uh, Johnny will want this album to sound like the White Album, or at least he was influenced by the white album and stuff like that. I don't really Do you get, any get that a lot. Sort of maybe and some of that. Maybe maybe the first track I think it's a bit Yeah, I think what well, I think is maybe uh is a very obscure reference but you know on long 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 where they just have that 
wine glass reverberating at the end for ages. Yeah. I think it's uh-huh. that kind of thing that maybe he's on this. Like he's he's not that bothered. Experiment. It's more about experimenting with the sounds. He's that, experimenting with stuff. The yeah. sounds that go around the songs rather than the songs themselves. And I think yeah. the, the beginning of the album, certainly. And then um, like my favorite song on the album is probably I started. Um, no, no, sorry. Um, uh, last night I dreamt somebody loved me. I think it's probably my favorite song on the album. And again, it's uh-huh. just it, it's unusual. It's not a pop song. It's like this these no. huge crashing chords and this ominous sound for ages before the song comes in. And I think it's maybe <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff that uh, he's been influenced by from the White Album. In my opinion, yeah, I'll, I like a lot of the other songs on this album actually, which you know. For it, we've got we've we've discussed loads of different albums recently, haven't we, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's a difficult thing for them to get, you know, an album out that you know people are, are, are like quite a lot of the songs. This one I do, um, I especially like "Death of a Disco Dancer," maybe because Morrissey does a, a mulligan over here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know uh, that? Yeah, I did. Um, I think that song, again, it's like a six-minute song that starts as one thing and builds into this big yeah. crescendo. It's mm-hmm. It goes through quite a lot of different sounds, I think. like it, It's got this very kind of spidery guitar work from Johnny Marr at the beginning, this kind of piercing guitar motif that yeah. builds and builds. It sounds... Then there's some chords that are a bit like David Bowie kind of uh, Life on Mars kind of sound to it, I think. Very 60s orchestral bit, like which I guess is Morris's yeah, influences. But, and then well, it then, builds. Then he, then he goes. <laughs> <laughs> which elevates it. I don't, I almost mean, complete forget what anybody, anything else that's happening. <laughs> so that, um, that's all I'm sure, because... Vic and Bob, I mean, uh, they're massive uh, Smith fans, I think, aren't they? they uh-huh. On Big Night Out, there was always Smith uh, songs that would come out there with stuff. Yeah, so, and obviously they had Morrissey the Consumer Monkey. Morrissey the Consumer Monkey, <laughs> well, exactly. One of my favourite ever Vic Reeves things is his mouth. Yeah. That's a little balloon popping out of a hole and the teeth, like, kind of flap around. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it's, I, it's it, it, there's a little balloon in its mouth uh-huh. or whatever. What's his voice it? like again? It's Bob, Give us a kiss. It? Give us a kiss. What is it's it? Bob, uh-huh. is, there, is there, like... Oh, watch? Mr. Vic! There's a, there's a watch that. review, isn't there? I think there's something about watches that I absolutely love, but I can't remember the specifics <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. I think he's reviewing some watches or something, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that... You know what? That's probably the first time I heard the name Morrissey. At that, at that yeah, point. I think <laughs> me as well. It's a, I mean, it's a little bit before our time, isn't it? Yeah. But like you, you know, when you start getting into music when you're a teenager, and that, well, it would have been you who said, "Oh, I've listened to the Smiths and stuff." And I'm sure how soon as now was the first track that you made us listen to. I think probably enough, like you, you don't particularly like I, it. I don't particularly like it now, but I think it probably would have been because. It sounds like nothing else. So the uh-huh. first time you hear that, you're like, what the fuck's going on here? It's yeah. this big wall of noise from a gu- this guitar just building and building and building while this guy wails about whatever's going on. I've never heard anything <laughs> like it. I think what got me into this... Was, I am the sun. 
Yeah, and and the lyrics and the air. Oh, well, and the sun in the air. It's a bit Jim Morrison, really, isn't it? That bit is. I I really think it is. And Morrissey would probably hate being uh, like (laughs) Jim Morrison because he's too obvious. But uh, I think he has copied Jim Morrison on that bit. Um, I think so. I think probably the first time I really got into Smiths, and this is quite, you know, the the anniversaries come around, was um, when Oasis played Nebworth. It was a huge deal, right, when Oasis played Nebworth, and it was broadcast live on Radio 1, mm-hmm. and I recorded it. So the gig I had on these two sides of a tape, I taped it off the radio. But before the gig, there was an interview, and it was Steve Lamarck and Joe Wiley and or Joe Wiley talking to uh, Noel Gallagher about his influences. Yeah. And he said... Uh, what difference does it make was the first song he heard that made him want to play lead guitar or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And they played it. I never heard that song before. I think I'd heard this charming man because it would have been on some like best of indie of all time or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of liked that. And then I heard that song and that riff, which is obviously what Noel Gallagher got Noel Gallagher to prick his ears up. That riff, yeah. that I was like, oh, what the fuck's this? And that it had a bit of a mm-hmm. harder edge, I think. And I always thought this charming man was very like whimsical or whatever. And that sounded uh-huh. a lot harder. And uh, I yeah. kind of got into it a bit more because of that. And I think then, like most things, went to the library and got a, whatever a best of CD and all that. Yeah, that. you get how the greatest hits, stuff, right? And then, uh-huh. you know, the best of the Smiths is about as good a best of as you're ever going to get, I think. That's, it's absolutely class. I mean, this this one we were driving to Newcastle, and I had this uh, on CD, but it was from this cheap CD shop where you didn't have the cover, so you just okay. had the CD and a plastic sort of sleeve or whatever. So okay. I didn't know particularly which album it was or anything like that. And we just put it on, and it was uh, it was Jack's birthday, so we're, we're driving to Newcastle to buy something for Jack. Mm-hmm. And unhappy birthday came on, <laughs> <laughs> and we just played it about five times in a row. <laughs> what did Jack Because he loved it. <laughs> it's, it's like kind of like Jack's sense of humor, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's that's so funny that song. I, I'm, I, I'm, I wish you an unhappy birthday or whatever. <laughs> and he's talking about somebody who he's jealous of. He's going to the birthday party. But yeah. He's jealous of them. Yeah. He wishes them an unhappy birthday and he hopes they die. <laughs> and he'd be slightly <laughs> sad. <laughs> slightly sad. Those are the funny bits, aren't they? Yeah, which again, like I that. think that's a very Vic Reeves like kind of line, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh I, I think one of the things with this album is as much as uh, Mars pushing the boundaries of the sounds he makes with his guitar and other instruments. I think Morrissey's his voice is better than on any other album, I think, for me. But also, his lyrics are... He's just playing with the idea of what people think about him a lot. And mm-hmm. I think he's taking the piss out of himself and out of the idea of Morrissey a lot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I started something I couldn't finish. Uh, and, you know... Um, it's typically me, typically me, and all of that. It's like you, you kind of get that yeah. sense. Also, on the first song, mm-hmm. A Rush and a Push in the Land is Ours, which is to do with uh, the England over, like taking over Ireland and stuff like that. Listen to it yeah. now, knowing Morrison's procli- Morrissey's proclivities. Uh, sounds a little bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you can blame Oscar Wilde's mother for that because yeah, I mean, I, I know it, and I know it, and I know like he's obviously Irish. Came, his family are Irish came to England, and if you read kind of biographies mm-hmm. about him and stuff, this kind of and same with Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr's the spelling of his name is not M A R R. Really, he changed his name. It's M A H R, like uh, like the guy from uh, Buzzcocks, I think it's called that. Um, anyway, uh, right. there's a lot about. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the Northwest, it's closer. So there's a lot of Irish and being forced out of Ireland and the UK and England, you know, imposing. Yeah, it's like Liverpool of... and Manchester, isn't it? I mean, yeah. even, no, even the Gallagher's, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. Their mother's Irish, so. so I think that sums in... about that. But taken now, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to have... It has different connotations, I think. But anyway, that's the first song. Yeah, which is but a shame, what... I think, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think that's one of the things, like, it's... One of those where you're like, oh, do I listen to Morrissey or whatever? But the Smiths are great. I'll always listen to the Smiths. Yeah, I like about I, I like about ten Morrissey solo songs, and I think those songs mm-hmm. are fantastic. I've never bought a Morrissey solo album. I don't think I might have bought a Morrissey best of for two ninety nine somewhere. So I'm I, I I'm all right yeah. listening to the songs that I like. I'm, I don't uh-huh. think anybody's buying the new ones when they go out. You know, his his audience mm. is disappearing. Fairly quickly, I would say. Um, but the beginning of this album, with that, it's a, this kind of the the uh, the sound effects and stuff like that before the song comes in. I think are, are fantastic. And then it goes into I started something I couldn't finish, which is like a massive glam rock riff from Johnny Rock. Uh-huh. Uh, Johnny Rock, right. Johnny, Mo- <laughs> um, <laughs> Johnny uh, Rock, Johnny Rock, Chris Rock's brother. Can I call myself Johnny Rock from now on? <laughs> you, of course you can. Yes, yeah, of course Thank you, you can. Can, um, can you also make up a cool name for me? No, um, well, let's just see what I get wrong for the next few songs. Okay, we'll okay, Johnny. <laughs> no bother. So yeah, I think like, you know they're two great songs to start off with, and then it goes into "Death of a Disco Dancer," which is this again kind of epic. I don't think we'd heard a Smith song like that really uh, that way. Um, "Girlfriend in a Coma," you know, another single, and I think oh, girl- oh, great. What a great title for a I single, think isn't it? How they get away with that? I know. I think that's the song. If there's ever somebody going to poke fun at the Smiths, oh heaven knows I'm miserable now. Yeah, it's that yeah, type of stuff that's yeah. thrown at them, isn't it? That well, this is just maudlin stuff. And I think people who say that are kind of missing the point of the humor. Aren't they? I, I agree. I don't think they've really listened to the song, have they? There's loads if of that's... times I listen to Smith songs and I'm. I'm like you have a little laugh at the, the lyrics. It's, it's funny. It is funny. I mean, there's, there's many a time when I've listened to a, a Smiths track uh, and and just burst out laughing. At, yeah, at, yeah I agree. I agree. Like once you, the witty is, and it, it is those type of things that you lot are saying. It, it's like I, I love you only slightly, slightly less than I used to. Yeah, I, 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 like I love, like I think. Uh, stop me if. Uh, if you think you've heard, you've this, heard one this one before. before. Yeah, that's amazing. It's an absolute stone cold classic, right? I absolutely it love is. this song. Everything about it, the the sound of it, the music, the lyrics, the singing, the humour. I can Everything. even stand that cover that Mark Ronson did. I think, uh, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure I, about I'm that. I'm all right. Like... When I first heard it, I was affronted. But, you know, I'm over <laughs> now. I'm I'm less less volatile. Um, I, just, I just don't like Mark Ronson anyway. I'm not a fan of that. I saw guy, him like. DJ. Um, I saw him DJ. I saw him DJ. <laughs> I, I saw him DJ <laughs> one evening. 
<laughs> but what he did was he just played his songs. That's not DJing, is it? Like playing a CD yeah. of your songs. <laughs> is that all he does? Just DJing that and like rip off other people's songs. And I like he literally people. just played like, oh, he has uh I'm gonna play uptown funk. He's just play, pressing play on his own song. Like so, I don't <laughs> well, understand. Didn't really understand it. Well, that's anyway. perfect, isn't it? I mean, oh, he's a chance, isn't he? Do you know oh, what absolutely. I mean, I mean what? Uh, fair play. <laughs> he's got a yeah, word. fair play. He's, he's, <laughs> what, he's one of the, the most richest musicians going. Yeah, at the and moment, he was I rich before he did that. anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's a great song. Have, yeah, have you heard no Belga's cover of, of this as well? No, I don't think I am. The acoustic one? No, I don't think so. I might. Oh, that's have, really good. I don't think so. Yeah. I just love oh, that line. Um, you know, nothing's changed. I still love you, only slightly <laughs> less than I used to. You know what I mean? <laughs> only like, slightly, <laughs> slightly, <laughs> slightly less than I used to. <laughs> like, nothing, so nothing, I just love it. Nothing's changed. <laughs> I still love you. It's a little bit less because yeah. you've disappointed us. <laughs> I just think that's a great line. And then from there uh, goes into last night, I dreamt somebody loved me, which again, I think this is great. It harks back to that first song, right? That big intro of just like you don't know what's coming. And then mm-hmm. that big those big chords come in, and it's a proper crude, isn't it? It's like a torch song or something. It's it's a strange one, this one. I mean, the you know, I doubt very much that Morrissey's going to listen to this podcast. But <laughs> he's going to hear what I'm going to say. It's a bit like a Bond song, I think. Yeah, it's got a little right. bit of that in. Yeah, Do you know what I, I mean? So. And I think he'd definitely hear that, wouldn't he? Morrissey? I think so, but again, I think like, um, but he loves these sixties. Uh, yeah, he you loves know, all of pop. that. You know, the John Barry orchestration and you know all of yeah. that kind of stuff. And I think this does do that. And that, again, testament to Johnny Marr for coming up with the music. But I really, it's not often. I think Morrissey is a great singer, but there's mm-hmm. some phrases that he comes out with in some of the songs. I think are superb, and I think yeah. and I love the way he sings this song. Yeah, I really like this one. There's like the, the weird start as well, isn't there? That goes on for a while. It's like, yeah, yeah. I think it's a minor strike or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it takes a long time to kick in. It takes a real long right. time to kick in. Um, it's an interesting song. And then I think it's your favourite unhappy birthday after this. And I have to admit, <laughs> after that, it kind of loses a bit of potency for us. After yeah, that. The last two it's songs. the same for me. Um, yeah. I mean, I always put a tick next to the ones that I like. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, uh, when I'm writing them out and stuff like that, and uh, paint a vulgar picture and uh, death at one's elbow, I haven't put a tick next to. Yeah. I don't mind the last one, which is played on some kind of lute. Yeah, it's imagine. nice, and it's you know it's a nice short song. I think there's there's not a lot yeah. of songs on this, and some of them are like four, five, six minutes. So that nice mm-hmm. short song, it's quite light. I think it's a good juxtaposition with the rest of some of the longer, more ominous songs on it. Um, Interesting last day choice for a title, though I won't share you, considering what happened. The going to yeah. court and about the money and stuff. I know, it? and I think if you look at quite a lot of the lyrics on it, they're all. It seems like Morrissey kind of knew what was coming. Um, Do you think? There's, uh, there's a lot well, about death and uh, yeah. you know this being over and all that kind of stuff. So I think he, yeah, the writing must have been on the wall for the band, but. Well, he kept setting the managers and that, didn't he? And Johnny Moore to do it. I mean, Johnny Moore just wanted to concentrate on playing the guitar. 
you yeah, know what I, I mean? He's having the to things order that... buses and shit like that. It's a bit like the Brian Epstein thing, isn't it? Like, you know, the, yeah. whether the manager was right, I think Brian Epstein was the right manager for the Beatles, but whether they ever had the right manager, the Smiths, somebody did something right because they ended up going from like nothing to being massive. So, you know, somebody was doing something without Joe Moss was yeah. the first guy that they had. Um, yeah. I think then, they just say they did it on pure talent, haven't they? And, you know, that's a... Uh, Morrissey just got sick of all the managers. Apparently, he just wanted to tell the manager what to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is what your job is. This is what you want to do or yeah. whatever. And uh, when that wasn't happening, he set them and just got Johnny Moore to do it, who obviously got pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would? I'd do it himself. Why did he get Johnny Moore to do it? Hey, <laughs> he's not bothered about it. Do it himself. But I think this is where the... And then the final straw is still right? black, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, he's obsessed with all that <laughs> stuff, isn't he? Like the Petula Clark and Silla Black well, and all yeah. the Sandy Shaw. You know, the, he's obsessed with all these 60s. It's like Oscar singers. Wilde and literature and all kinds of influences, though, isn't there? Well, I mean, thing, though, obviously, Oscar Wilde's witticisms and stuff. Yeah, I get that, but, you know. I get, I get mm. it. One thing though, I always thought it was Elvis on the cover of this. I never really paid much attention to the picture. Yeah, I did. I, and did I always thought well. it was like a, a, like a still of Elvis from one of his films or something, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's just it's an actor who was in a James Dean film because he loves James it. Dean. It's, a, it's an actor. <laughs> That's right. It's an actor called uh, Richard Davalos who's looking at James Dean. Yeah. But James Dean's cropped out. But also, how's he cropped out of it? Like... Unless it's 3D, how's he cropped out? Because he's looking straight <laughs> at the camera. He's looking straight ahead, isn't he? <laughs> but it's obviously zoomed right into his face. And I James guess so, Dean's yeah. just been sitting. Yeah. So, uh, but he wanted Harvey Keitel to, to be on this cover, but he didn't. Harvey Keitel refused. Yeah. And then later on, said it's all right when it was yeah. far too late. <laughs> yeah, it's, far, it's too late now. <laughs> we still did it, didn't he? What do you think about the covers then? I think in like, general, on, I think in general, I really like them. Uh, the the images, obviously, that's a very Morrissey yeah. thing. The images that they chose, these sixties mm-hmm. kitchen sink dramas and mm-hmm. and and all of that kind of stuff. These uh, obviously a lot of young men on them, handsome young men, and and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I I yes, I think the images are great. Honestly, I what I really dislike. I really hate the font on the cover of this. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you turn into American <laughs> psycho, are you? I just think it looks kind font. of wishy-washy and cheap. I don't know. I just, I think, I think the covers have got decent ideas most of the time. I think some of the pictures are great. I don't think this is the best. Yeah, album or record cover. Like genuinely, I think this is probably the most creative Smiths album. I really like it. Yeah, I really like it too. I'm glad I revisited it. Mm-hmm. Well, but, thanks, uh, David. Even though you didn't bother to. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, you, you absent man. <laughs> we got. A, a, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for your input. We are we empty chaired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not really. Have no, we haven't. No. We just said we only said he had the shits. I'm done. I'm done anything that bad, really. But yeah, it's, it's a good album. Give it a listen. I'm sure people. I mean, lots of people love this one. Certainly, mm-hmm. Morrissey and uh, Johnny Moore think it's the best one as well. Don't yeah, they? I think they do. Um, would you like a quiz? Oh, I would indeed. 
Well, this is a good it, quiz. Mainly, uh, mainly because your quizzes have improved rather drastically. Okay, well, I think you like this one. It's called Zimbabwe Men. Ooh, yes. I do like that. Yes um, can no? I guess one already? I, I know one person from Zimbabwe. He's not in. It's now Bruce Grobler. He's not in. I'm not bothered about him. He, oh, I think you'll shit. find he's he's a bad Zimbabwean. <laughs> Is he? He's a yeah. match-fixing match Zimbabwean. Well, I think he was in, like, the, the Rhodesian army that killed a lot of actual Zimbabweans. So yeah, told... but he match-fixed. Oh, oh, well, well the, the higher of the crimes, of course. Um, <laughs> so I hope nobody thinks that this is... I mean, is the integrity fun. of the game's at stake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope nobody thinks that this is poking fun at the Zimbabwean guys that we're going to mention because I, I, we have a Zimbabwean nanny and she's very close to our mm-hmm. heart. And we were talking about Zimbabwean football this morning, which is what put me onto this. Um, so. Zimbabwean well, I wasn't. men. I wasn't talking about Zimbabwean no, but I was football talking this about Zimbabwean footballers with her. Oh, ben, with her? I was like, Ben Johnny, would you? All right, okay. With... <laughs> would you? <laughs> Grubbler, do you like him with the tash or without? That's with the ponytail? No, without... like, stop mentioning Grubbler. He's not a good Why? man. Why? I'm allowed to call. I'm allowed to say Grubbler. He's not a good man. Right, he's a murderer. Well, that's all right, he's a murderer, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, he's the only Zimbabwean man I know. Okay, well, so you like... know, Peter Unlove is he from Zimbabwe? Yes, so that's why you know him, and also right. Marvelous Nakamba, you know him. Oh, I do know him because right. he's got the so, best name ever, hasn't he? This is where we're going with this quiz. Are these yes. real footballers' names true or false? <sighs> All of these people okay. are footballers. Or yes. are they? You just got to tell me whether they're a real footballer or not. Number one. So all of them are true footballers. <laughs> or are they? Yes. <laughs> right. That's the name okay. of the quiz. So, <laughs> Admiral Musque. Mm-hmm. Footballer or not? Admiral Musque. And when I say footballer like- or not, the ones that have... The other ones aren't not footballers. I've just made the names up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to say that that is um, a real footballer. Yeah. Who plays is... for a team with a boat on the badge, possibly. I, I'm not sure about the badge, but he is a real footballing man. So well done, Brett. You're off the mark. Um, do, do you know anything about the man? No, I, there's too many names on this list for us to know anything about. Right, them. okay. Number two, generous, no gombi. Now, I think that you've made that up because you've gone with the marvellous <laughs> and you've, you've gone with generous. So I'm going to say not a real footballer, Mr. Generous. Okay, I, well, you're right. That was a made up name. Made up one from you. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. Okay, number three. Lias, spelled L-I-Y-E-S, Lias Moyo. Uh-huh. Lias Moyo. Lias Moyo. I'm going to say no for Lias Moyo. I think you're right. That's it. That is a false name. Number, <laughs> so well done. You've got three out of three so far. So you see. I'm doing well at this, aren't I? Yeah, I'm, four, I'm doing very well. Honest Moyo. <laughs> oh, you see. You could 
be uh, you're trying to throw us here because you've gone with the generous and now you're going on us. <laughs> yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Yes, with that one. I think you're, you're trying yeah, to throw us are, off the scent. You are correct. He is a real, a real footballer. <laughs> Well, the these four. are great names, aren't they? Oh, of course, Wonderful that's what I'm saying. I'm, not, I'm certainly not taking the piss out of these guys. Oh, no, fantastic. no. I mean, Number if I five. if I was called, you know, well endowed Dave Davidson, I'd love you've that. uh, you spoiled one there. Um, number <laughs> oh, five, <laughs> number five, gift Muzdaki. Gift, I'd say yes, footballer. Another correct answer, Brett. Number I'm six. gonna get hundred percent. Yeah, you might do. Oh. Number six, Justice Majabvi. Justice Majabdi. Well, I, I have heard of another footballer called Justice. I think. All right. Okay. Zimbabwe. So I'll go, he, he, I, I, I don't think he was. I think he was Nigerian. This guy didn't he play for Watford or something? I think you're thinking of Isaac. I'm not Justice. sure, but I haven't heard of him. So. <laughs> No, I'm sure there's another one, one called you're... Justice. I'm going to say no to this one. Oh, you've spoiled your 100% record. He is a real footballer. God damn. Don't God worry. Damn. You've got five more chances. I'm worrying. I'm worrying now. So this is a quiz of 11 questions. I'm not sure why. So next we have Wisdom Mutasa. Mutasa. Wisdom Mutasa. Like the Lion Kim. It sounds like Mustafa, so, I know. Doesn't it? <laughs> it does sound like that. I'm going to... Say no. Oh, he's oh. a real man. He's a real man. Oh, my God. I've blown it now, Cliff. Right. Well, let's see if you've got four more chances to pull it back. Right. If I get all these four right, you'll forget about the fact that I got the, the last two. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, of course. Of course. So let's see. Good. Teenage had Debbie. <laughs> Teenage. Teenage had Debbie. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna go. Yes. Yes, he's a real man. I don't. I also don't know how old he is. Um, <laughs> he's got. To, he's just got to remain a teenager, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. So next up, we have Old Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not having Old Johnson. <laughs> No, I could be sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Old Johnson, definitely not. Old man Johnson who lives down the road. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Obviously, he's not real. So we've got got two more. Elvis Chipzizi. I'll go. Yes, I like that. Elvis. Yes, Elvis Chipzizi is true. And the last one. Oh, well, you're giving it away now, you. Aren't you? Sorry. Come you're on. giving it away. I'm not. False. I'm not. I might not be. <laughs> I might just have the giggles. It might be nothing to do with this last you, you, name. You might just have the giggles. But the last name. It's is, going to be a ridiculous name. Is, it, is he a real footballer or is he not? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for it, are All right. Sorry. Come and touch, Phillips. <laughs> what do you think? Common touch is he real? A real footballer? 
I'll say no. I'll say no to this guy, to be perfectly honest with you. (laughs) Sadly, you're correct. Common Touch Phillips is not a real man. Common Touch Phillips. (laughs) He he does have the Common Touch. What, What is the Common Touch? What is it? We'll never be not real. We'll never find out. <laughs> uh, right. So yeah, you would. You've got like ten out of eleven or something there, or nine out of eleven. So well no, done. No, you Brad. said it. You said if I got all the the last four, you got right, all them I'll right. Get... You got all them right. Yeah, I got yeah, I got all them right. And uh-huh. for that, we bestow you with the common touch. I've always wanted the common touch. I know. Well, I've always been bestowed upon far it. out of your grasp until now. <laughs> it has been. It has been. <laughs> Do you have to touch us to give us the common touch? I though? don't have to touch I don't you. Like... You have to touch. Uh, you have to touch the the people poorer than you that you see. That's what. All oh, right. Okay. What it's all about. Rub against them. Uh, um, right. Okay. Well, that was. Uh, I think you did very well there. I thought, it. Yeah. It was a top quality quiz. Well, thank you very much. And let's just yeah. double, let's say again, I am pro those names and those people. Indeed. They were all <laughs> very good. We've got some well, music. We should praise their mothers, if anything. We should, should. Yeah, we should. It's not really their choice, is it? But yeah, good on their mothers. Um, good on their mothers. Especially old Johnson's mom. <laughs> <laughs> old lady Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got music. It's yeah. music from a band we've had on before. Lines from a poem. Mm-hmm. I like these guys. I'm happy to, whenever they bring a new sucker. I'm happy to put them on. I really like them. This song's called yeah. California Sun. There mm-hmm. are some chaps from Teesside. So who knows if they've ever really seen California Sun, but they do a good job of singing about it either way. Some chaps from Teesside. Some leather chaps from Teesside. Some lovely (laughs) leather chaps. Um, Yeah, yeah, so lad from Teesside. Yeah, I really like them. Lines from Paul and California Sun. Brett, it has been a pleasure. I'm sorry I started this topless. I got self-conscious throughout the recording and (laughs) put the t-shirt on. Or cold. Certainly not cold. Um, (laughs) Not cold. But there there was a lady just over here with a pair of binoculars mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I got a little bit self-conscious because of that. So this is lines from a poem with California. So thank you so much. Please do follow, listen again and all of that stuff. Next week, we'll be more prepared. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll try. We'll certainly try. We'll, <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Goodbye. Falling and out of love Far too easily don't think it'll be enough to just dip my feet in some days I wonder if the night still follows her Cause I've been falling on my knees, darling Begging you please carry me home The lead all the bitches in my fall It's the hardest when it's cold Everything that's gone, I'll meet you 
Everything that's gone I'll meet you on the east side When you're done Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.